0: Welcome to the March 22nd, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Yesterday, Bitcoin tried really hard to break through that $4,000 resistance level. It crawled all the way up to 4055 by about 8 a.m. in the morning, and then it crashed. It went down to 3920 so that four thousand dollar resistance level is holding strong and also the data seems to indicate that the resistance level extends up to at least 4050 and so in order to truly break this resistance level and to say it's broken bitcoin would probably have to go to 4100. the good news is since going down to 3920 bitcoin has been crawling upwards again uh, aiming for another retest of that $4,000 level. It is currently at 3990 It was as high as 3999 at 9 a.m. about a couple of hours ago. So Bitcoin is trying again to uh, take down that $4,000 resistance level. Overall, it seems there is plenty of buying pressure that's trying to force the market upwards. And the buying pressure has been persistent since early February. Bitcoin was at $3,300 in early February, and through a series of rallies, uh, it has, on average, gone up quite a bit. And now it's pretty much at $4,000, solidly, but also can't really get through 4000 So, if we could really get through $4,000 eventually, uh, that would pave the way for a retesting of the long-term resistance level of $4,200. And that's the real key level to watch, because it's been in place since uh, December since the bear market low in December, uh, forty-two hundred dollars has been that the real resistance level, and if we could break it, we could have a true crypto bull run. And the whole crypto market is basically waiting for Bitcoin to finally do that. And pretty much the crypto market's going to be following Bitcoin. Like if Bitcoin keeps getting deflected off of four thousand, it's going to go down when Bitcoin gets shot downwards from four thousand. But if Bitcoin could break 4000 and then break $4,200, we are going to see a pretty serious crypto rally. So when Bitcoin got deflected from the $4,000 level yesterday and went down, the total crypto market cap dropped from like $141 billion down to as low as $138 billion. And the rest of the crypto market reacted a little more violently than Bitcoin did. So Bitcoin went down a good amount. But the rest of the crypto market went down even more. But now it's crawling back up with Bitcoin. And right now the total crypto market cap is around 140 to $140.5 billion. So it's regaining most of the losses from yesterday. And perhaps today could be the day it's possible or we can get deflected downwards again. We're just going to have to watch hour by hour and see how Bitcoin handles itself as it crosses through this $4,000 resistance level again. So, as for the rest of the crypto market, it's actually mostly in the green this morning. So, that's a positive sign. Bitcoin's literally at like about a 0% change in the past 24 hours, but Ethereum is up 0.4%. One of the only cryptos that's in the red this morning is Ripple, and it's only down like 0.06%. So, literally the crypto market is poised to be totally in the green if Bitcoin could keep going up this morning. And if it even gets to like 4050 the whole crypto market will be solidly in the green. Litecoin is up 0.7%, and Litecoin has in general been kind of leading the market. It's at $60 right now. It's up from $24 in December. So Litecoin has really been rallying, it's a very positive sign. Litecoin's at number four on CoinMarketCap. It's a fairly major cryptocurrency right there behind Ethereum and Ripple, and it's been doing solid. Of course, in the past week, low has been sideways volatile action for Litecoin, as with the rest of the crypto market, as we're get, as we stuck at this uh, $4,000 resistance level. And the other cryptos are stuck at their own respective resistance levels at this level, too. EOS is up 0.4%. Bitcoin Cash is up 2.8%. It's positive that we're seeing Bitcoin Cash rally this morning. And also, Binance Coin is up 3.3%. So, Binance Coin is another crypto that's been doing really good over the past month or two. And that's from the Binance Dex. The Binance Dex is not launching yet, but they're on testnet. And they should be launching soon, eventually. We'll keep you updated on this. And when they finally announce they're launching the mainnet, we'll definitely talk about it. Stellar's up 0.8%. Tron is up 0.8%. The big winner of this morning is Cardano, up 12.7%. So this is a really positive sign. When we see any major cryptocurrencies starting to rally... Over ten percent and it was like at up ten percent like maybe twenty minutes ago when I looked, and now it's up twelve point seven percent. So it's really rallying a lot. Sometimes uh if one of these top cryptocurrencies rallies like this, it could be like a precursor for a rally in the rest of the crypto space. Pretty much the rallies could come from below, like oftentimes the rally comes from Bitcoin actually going up, but Uh, The crypto rallies could actually start from below, meaning like one of the other major cryptos could rally like crazy and drag the rest of the market up with it. So Cardano's trying to do that this morning, up 12.7%. Bitcoin SV is up 2%. Monero's another one of the cryptos that's down this morning, but it's only down 0.4%. IOTA up 6.4%. So IOTA's been doing pretty good the past couple days, actually. It was the only crypto up yesterday when everything else went down. And Dash is down 0.2%. And then moving down the list of Dogecoin, up half a percent. So it's a fairly bullish morning on the market. The market's recovering from that drop yesterday morning when Bitcoin got rejected from the $4,000 level. And overall, from what I'm seeing here, it looks very bullish and positive. It looks like the market is trying to break through its resistance levels. And maybe this will help Bitcoin finally get past that $4,000 resistance level. And then we can start talking about that battle with $4,200. Of course, you could go the other way, too. We just got to watch hour by hour. Moving on to the first news story of the day. So today's show is regulation-centric. There's a, a few regulation stories today, and we're going to start with Dubai's first Bitcoin ATM. So we talked about this on a show maybe two or three days ago, how Dubai has its first Bitcoin ATM and how that's a big deal. Well, the police apparently came, and this is where the Dubai Bitcoin ATM messed up. They didn't require any ID, like basically people could purchase Bitcoin completely anonymously. And that's really like unheard of actually. Like all the like all the legal Bitcoin ATMs in the United States like they require identification. Like you got to upload your ID at the ATM and actually go through a KYC know your customer process in order to follow anti-money laundering AML protocols. While Dubai Dubai's ATM was not doing that so the police came and they shut down the ATM. The owners willingly shut down the ATM after talking to the police. And they say they're going to reopen it when they get their KYC, AML uh, straight. And this is reasonable, actually. Because if you have a Bitcoin ATM that has no identification requirements, it would become like a money laundering hub. Like, you could literally have money launderers show up at the ATM and just, like, easily money launder from that ATM. Because Bitcoin, without any KYC or AML, is just too easy for that purpose. So... They're probably going to reopen, but they got to get their stuff straight. And they're probably, uh, it probably will be a little difficult for them because I'm sure the government's not so happy that they launched without the AML KYC protocols. But, anyways, they're the first Bitcoin ATM in Dubai, so maybe that it's, there was no protocols in place. So, this might end up being good news. Yeah, it's bad news the ATM got shut down, but, you know, maybe this will pave the way for Dubai to have, um, the proper KYC AML protocols and make it more straightforward to launch a Bitcoin ATM in the future. Moving on to the next regulation-centric story, Mexico might be shutting down all of the cryptocurrency exchanges, basically, and it's because of the central bank. So Banco de Mexico, which is the Mexican central bank, is saying that cryptocurrency is complex and the underlying cryptographic processes are hard to understand, difficult for users to understand. And there's a lot of volatility in crypto assets. And this is a problem that can only be uh, addressed by quarantining consumers from direct contact with crypto. So we literally have the Mexican central bank saying, oh, it's hard to understand cryptocurrency and it's a volatile market. So we got to quarantine it. And they could do that all they want. So this might be really bad for any crypto exchanges that are in Mexico. And I don't know of any crypto exchanges in Mexico. Like I never actually heard of any. I'm sure there's some small ones. I don't think there's any major ones there, but anyways, they could do that, and that would be bad for those crypto exchanges. But they really can't stop Bitcoin dealing. So Bitcoin dealing is done through sites like Local Bitcoins, which I'm sure is in Mexico. And uh, basically, you have like an individual person uh, buying and selling the Bitcoin, and they have like a hun- hundreds of people on their phone, and they drive around and sell the Bitcoin and stuff. So, this is bad news for the crypto exchanges, but this is good news for the Bitcoin dealers. Like, if the Central Bank of Mexico, Banco de Mexico, does this, they're going to just make the Bitcoin dealing industry flourish in Mexico. And maybe this could be a good option for Bitcoin dealers that have been disenfranchised in the United States, because Bitcoin dealing used to be pretty major in the United States. There, there used to be, like, a really strong network of Bitcoin dealers in, like, every city of the United States, basically. Like, multiple major dealers in every city. And then uh, the regulations came in and basically Bitcoin dealers in the United States need a money service business license and a money transmitter license usually. And it's very hard for an individual to get that. Like they need as much reserves as a bank pretty much or as like Western Union. Like they need like a really large amount of reserves locked up with the state. And they got to report everything to the government constantly and constantly be audited. It's something like individuals really can't do unless They're like a billionaire. So Bitcoin dealers got kind of wiped out in the United States and replaced by crypto exchanges like Coinbase. That being said, I don't know if Mexico has similar regulations. I would relate to research this before saying that. But if they don't have such regulations like making Bitcoin dealing pretty much illegal, then Bitcoin dealers from the United States could literally just pop the border and become Mexican citizens and be a Bitcoin dealer. Well, I don't know about any of that, actually. That's a speculation. But I guarantee it regardless of if it's legal or not, there's a big demand for Bitcoin anywhere in the world. And so if the crypto exchanges are not going to be allowed to function, there will be Bitcoin dealing. It even happens in countries where Bitcoin is totally illegal. Like Bitcoin dealers would be the number one there. And even if it's illegal, they would just charge more and make a ton of money. So there's no way to stop the Bitcoin trade. That's all I'm trying to say. Like if the crypto exchanges are not allowed to function, then Bitcoin dealers will get the job done. And this comes down to any other sort of prohibition from governments. Just think about alcohol during the Prohibition era when, you know, they banned alcohol, but then we had the mafia running around. That's what formed the mafia is all the alcohol profits that they were able to take because, like, you know, the normal liquor stores and all the people that would legally sell alcohol were put out of business, and then you had the mafia selling alcohol. That's what happens. It's better for governments to regulate something and legalize it and regulate it And keep it above board so they get the taxes and they're able to monitor the industry instead of uh, shoving it underground. So Mexico, uh, they haven't learned that lesson apparently if they're trying to ban all the cryptocurrency exchanges. So we will see what happens in Mexico. This is not final yet. The public actually has 60 days to like voice their opinion on this proposed law. So hopefully someone in the public informs them of all the stuff I just said so Mexico doesn't make this mistake they're better off regulating these crypto exchanges than creating a flourishing black market bitcoin industry. Into another interesting story, so there was this guy named Jared Rice Sr. and he was the CEO of a Rise Bank and he was arrested in Texas. So the Department of Justice in the Northern District of Texas has busted this guy. He was basically promising his customers um, that this he had the first decentralized banking platform, and it would be based on uh, digital currencies. And he was selling his own token called a Rise Coin for a Rise Bank, and people bought four point two five million dollars of a Rise Coin. But then apparently, instead of um, and oh yeah, he promised the customers that their accounts would have FDIC insured insurance, which is like. That insurance that comes with a standard bank account where it's like up to $250,000 and if the bank is like shuts down or goes bankrupt, the FDIC would jump in and give you back up to $250,000 per bank account. So he said to his customers that they had FDIC insurance and also he offered traditional banking services like Visa credit cards. In addition to cryptocurrency services, like I guess like cryptocurrency exchange services. So that'd be really cool if that was actually true, that we have a bank that's like FDIC insured and it's like a crypto exchange and they got like Visa cards. Well, it was all a lie. So the customers never got their Visa cards and it was not FDIC insured. So he was lying from the beginning and he really tricked a lot of people, $4.25 million in investment from this scheme. So... Yeah, he was arrested and he faces up to 20 years in federal prison. And his sentencing is going to happen in July. Anyways, apparently instead of like creating this bank at all, he was um, spending the money for personal use on hotels, food and transportation, and a family law attorney and a guardian ad litem, him, which is like a legal guardian. So it's unclear exactly what's going on here, but maybe he was having like custody problems with children. Maybe, I'm speculating. And that might have motivated him to, like, scam people so he can get the lawyers he needed to, like, fix his family problems. Well, that's a sad story. Anyways, he faces up to 20 years in prison, and he has to pay back all the investments. And, of course, in this sort of case, he'll probably get restitution for the total amount, but I'm sure he spent the money. Maybe he has some of it left when they called him. But even if the United States courts say you got to pay restitution, if you don't have the money, like, you know, that's that. So the investors in this case uh, might not get back their money. They usually don't in cases like this, but he's still going to have to pay it back technically and his wages will be garnished if he ever gets out of prison and all that. So yeah, here's just another case of a cryptocurrency scam, an ICO scam actually. So ICO scams have been really prevalent since it became like a craze in 2017 with the ICO boom. And this is kind of the reason the ICO market mostly collapsed, but we talked about on the last show how like now we have the Binance launchpad and Huobi has a launchpad and so does Bittrex and KU coin. So the ICO industry is actually resurging a bit right now and it's not from the United States though. It's still effectively illegal to launch an ICO in the United States because of all the stuff that happened. It's almost like fair the way the Department of Justice and the SEC and CFTC is doing this because so many investors got scammed. They were like, okay, we just got to make this kind of illegal. Technically, it is legal to do an ICO in the United States if the SEC approves it, but the SEC has not approved any single ICO ever, and I don't think they're going to be. Maybe in the far future it's possible. But uh, the ICO boom is coming back in the rest of the world. So there's plenty of countries around the world that have not banned ICOs. China and the United States are the biggest countries that have totally banned ICOs. But there's definitely countries around the world where it's legal. And the ICO boom is coming back. So the Binance Launchpad and Huobi and KU Coin and Bittrex, uh, they are seeing success with launching new ICOs. Like literally millions of dollars being raised within like a minute and stuff on Binance Launchpad. So, But it continues, both sides of the story. We're still seeing the crackdown. Of scam icos and then we're seeing the ico craze just continue anyways with more icos like pretty much every week all right moving on to the next story and the final story of the day backed is a crypto exchange sort of thing that's backed by the intercontinental exchange the ice which runs the new york stock exchange nyse so it got a lot of people excited particularly because they were promising physical bitcoin futures as opposed to the fiat bitcoin futures paper bitcoin futures that are available on the chicago mercato exchange and by the way they were um there was bitcoin futures on the chicago board options exchange cboe too but they're discontinuing them so cme is like the only game in town and they got like paper bitcoin futures which is not very good for the market because they're basically printing paper bitcoins via their bitcoin futures contracts there's no bitcoins backing them it's all backed by fiat and they've also introduced a massive amount of short selling pressure into the markets well, anyways, to said they're going to launch physical Bitcoin futures, which would be backed by actual Bitcoins. And therefore, when people buy backed fit um, Bitcoin futures, like that would involve buying actual Bitcoins from the spot market. So, backed physical Bitcoin futures would increase spot demand and provide a way for institutional investors to actually buy Bitcoins because the contracts settle in one day. Like the CME Bitcoin futures are month-long contracts, but backed proposed one day settlement so basically people would buy the bitcoin futures and within the same day pretty much at the end of the day they would get the bitcoins in their account the actual bitcoin so this would be a great way for institutional investors to diversify into bitcoin and get actual bitcoins in their portfolios well the CFTC is not really on board with that so they've been struggling with the CFTC backed has not uh, launched these physical bitcoin futures and they used to have dates like they're like okay we're gonna launch in January and whatever Um, They missed about three launch dates. I think it was like November and then like December and then January, maybe into February. Like they said they were going to launch it a few times. They didn't launch it. The CFTC has been resistant against BACT launching these physical Bitcoin features and there's no date anymore. Like I looked on their blog this morning just to check. No, there's no date for launch anymore and they're not really talking about it anymore. But anyways, that hasn't stopped them from raising 182 million dollars. Um, They sold about 25% of their shares to, like, Galaxy, Digital, Pantera, Microsoft, and Starbucks. And this gives them a valuation of $740 million. So that blows my mind. It's like, this uh, backed doesn't really exist. It's just speculation at this point, really. It's like, how could something be worth, like, a company is worth $740 million when it's literally not having any services yet? Well, back besides launching the physical bitcoin features, they're promising to increase institutional investment in general and also to help integrate like big corporations into like bitcoin payments. Like one of the main things with the back story was like they're going to get Starbucks to start accepting bitcoin. But then more stories came out and basically it looks like Starbucks might have bitcoin in their app like as an option for payment if you use the Starbucks app. But Starbucks says they're not planning on having the like QR codes on the counter and actually having Bitcoin being exchanged at the counter, it would be through their app. That's still big news that it would be through their app, but that even that does it hasn't even happened yet. So you know, Banked really hasn't done anything yet, but they're worth seven hundred and forty million dollars. I think this is a systematic problem with our economy in general, where a corporation that hasn't done anything yet and is based on pure speculation could be worth seven hundred and forty million dollars, and it gets worse. Um, some experts are saying that at their next funding round, they might be able to raise their valuation to one billion dollars. So, yeah, there's something wrong with our economy. If like we have companies worth a billion dollars that haven't done anything yet, and if Bag's valuation hits a billion dollars, and I think it's going to, like, it looks pretty simple for them to do that. It would be called a crypto unicorn. So Unicorn is usually a term reserved for like a company that's really successful, like Bitmain or something. But BACT might get that status and they haven't provided any services yet. That's not saying they're not going to provide services. We can hope that BACT will launch those physical Bitcoin features and they will get Starbucks to accept actual Bitcoin and Microsoft. But as for now, the stories that I'm seeing about BACT just center about how much money they're raising and how much they're worth before they've actually done anything. So that's all I have for you today on this March twenty second, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also, join the Crypto.IQ Trading Desk. They have made 317% profits since July despite the worst of the bear market and their profits are constantly going up. These are expert traders at the Crypto.IQ Trading Desk and if you join the trading desk, You can see their trades in real time, complete with full trading and analysis for each trade. And you can ask the expert traders as many questions as you want, and they'll answer your questions in real time. So join that Crypto.IQ trading desk today. There's a two-week free trial, so it's free to join, and I'm sure you're going to love it. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.